0: I think you'd be too scared to do LSD with a dolphin.
1: (laughs) You questioning my manhood?
0: up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the first episode of tripping the unknown with bdl and garcon um i am garcon and with me always my co-host bdl how you doing i'm good how are you i'm doing
1: good <laughs> i i I've had a feeling at some point in time that uh accents were going to come out i had no idea it would be the very first, the first line three
0: seconds you're already doing yeah. accents yeah and, and they're not good jesus christ dude
1: <laughs> they're not good I know that's not the best business model in a podcast to annoy the audience really right before you even start, but we're going to do it. We're going to go that way.
0: Yeah, might as well, right?
1: (laughs) Well, now that we've said it, we have to. Well, well,
0: thank you for joining us. Um, Once again, this is Tripping the Unknown. You're like what the hell is this all about? And, and what it's about is we're going on uh, journeys that are unknown to us. So doing things that we've never done before, hopefully maybe you haven't done them either, but maybe if you have just sit back and, and enjoy the ride and, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, drop us a line and say, Hey, you know, you're kind of <laughs> doing it wrong or whatever. Don't, don't so, No,
1: you you don't say that. If they send me, I'm doing it wrong. Then I'll get sad. You, we, we don't do sad. No, Oh. okay. So we would like to have you join us. Uh, as my friend Garcon says, we are going on a little journey in life right now, where we are wanting to experience new things. You know, not not weird. Like I'm not taking anybody to a dungeon and doing things. You know, it's not like that. But just you oh, know, we're, we're experiencing. We're
0: not, oh, I, I'm out.
1: <laughs> well. Thanks for joining us. This was a short show. No.
0: <laughs> We're just
1: kind of at a point in life, I think, where we just, we want to experience things we've never experienced before. Uh, I don't know if everybody gets to that point. I think, I think most people probably do.
0: I think, you know, we've been friends for what, over 40 years now. So right. you get down that road and you're like, oh, that's 40 years have gone by. Uh, yeah.
1: What do we, what do I have to show for? Well, I, I, from a life standpoint, you could look at it from, you know, what do I have to show for it? But at the same time, it's like, what have I experienced? Right. And I, th- I think. How much time is left? Right. Well, let's. This took a dark turn. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, this was supposed to be funny, but uh, I'm kind of depressed now. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, you know, we we had the idea that we wanted to do a podcast um, to kind of document, you know, our journey into the unknown. Uh, one thing that we are really looking forward to is. You know, suggestions from anybody that's listening is uh, I'm not. I'm going to admit right now, I actually do not know everything. I what? I may say it. I what? may I may admit to saying it, but I don't. And so there may be things out there that other people know that they want to show in. Hey, try this. Try this. Yeah, there's going to be limits, like I said. But you know, not, not harming anybody or you know injuring or anything like that. I don't know if I have any specific uh, ex- you know, examples that we could use for stuff that's off limits, but I think you. I think if you look at it from a rational standpoint, maybe, maybe you'll be able to tell if that's yes or no.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe someone sends us something and we think it's kind of messed up. We'll probably say, Nah, no thanks. Or, or that's messed up. We're doing it. Or, or the obvious one:
1: pay somebody to do it. Oh. No, no, we can't go down that road. I, I, I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to. This is all about positivity. We're staying positive. I'm not. I'm not hurting anybody.
0: <laughs> okay, so each each week we're gonna have a a topic, kind of a, doing things that we've never done before. And and um, this one is uh, about phobias. It's getting that time of year. Maybe Halloween's coming up. That kind of stuff. So talking about fears and phobias and 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 stuff like that. So,
1: so what we we the idea was we were going to pick a phobia of our own, and we were going to go face that phobia as best we could, uh, in a in a setting that, you know, probably a lot of people have done. Uh, we had not specifically done it ourselves, um, but it was a chance for us to try something new and kind of scare the crap out of ourselves. Yeah, well, try to anyway. So uh, we both picked an, uh, you know something to do, and then we set an appointment and did it. And uh, we did not discuss what we have done or what we went through in those. Uh, you will be hearing it at the same time. We will be hearing it from the other person. And so hopefully this doesn't go horribly, horribly wrong. But uh, I, uh, let's, let's talk about our phobias.
0: So I, I, have, I have a lot of them. Um.
1: <laughs> Podcasts are one. Having friends within two feet of me is what...
0: (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I'm really afraid of heights. If you're not, you're crazy, I think. But... Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, there's people that love that stuff. But, yeah, really afraid of heights. I'm terrified of jellyfish. That's not even a thing that you should... That nobody's afraid of jellyfish. No, I'm... I am... Like, if there's a jellyfish in the water and a shark in the water... Mm -hmm. I would rather be around the shark. I don't know how to respond to that.
1: That's uh that's that's kind of like saying I'm not afraid of nothing but baby giraffes. Those are scary. How does a baby have a neck that long? You know, that's kind of how it sounds to me, but but I will let you explain. No,
0: they're like, tell, tell, they, look, they look like they're from space. They don't have brains. They just float around and sting the crab out of you. Alright, so
1: analyze this for me. What part of that is the frightening part? And this is, I'm not, it's not a judgment to you. I'm just, I'm yeah, just, sure it.
0: no, the, the whole thing.
1: It's just that the idea of a jelly ish thing floating through the ocean with no brain that could potentially kill you or hurt yeah. you badly. Yeah. All right. Jellyfish are no longer cute. Um, have you ever seen one or
0: like at the aquarium? I go to the aquarium and look at them. I think they're.
1: Right. You know, okay. Cool, but you never not like out in
0: the wild or anything like well, that. Well, there's this one time I was at uh, Catalina Island. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone has been there, but there's like a little kind of like a boardwalk sidewalk thing in, in a beach. I was swimming and snorkeling, and I was out there, you know, it's just pretty shallow water, snorkeling around and close enough to the boardwalk so people could see what I was doing. So I'm out there swimming, saw a big rock crab and a couple fish, and There's this guy and his daughter, and she was probably about six years old. They're walking down the the sidewalk, and they're leaning on the railing. And I'm probably 50 yards away from them. And they said, the, the little girl yells out, she goes, hey. Hey, mister. I'm like, put my head up. And I was like, yeah, what? Come over here. Come look at the jellyfish. There's a bunch of jellyfish in the water over here. This feels like a Stephen King movie. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm just going to stay over there. I was like, I hate jellyfish. I'm not even getting near it. She's like, no, come over. They're really cool. Come see them. I was like, no, I'm good right here. Thanks. Then she yells at me. She's like, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got called a, a pussy by a six-year-old, so. It's, that's how bad my phobia is.
1: That I would justify calling it a bad phobia if that's if that's what happens. But uh, you know, I understand it's a thing, and uh, you know, six year olds are mean. I I've had a few. You know, that sounded really weird. <laughs> my kids were all six at one time. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Bloody hell! I'm assuming we're not doing a jellyfish themed phobia. You know, no, no, no okay. I would have to
0: find an aquarium. I'd have to go to the aquarium and jump in the water, the jellyfish and probably get arrested. That would make doing the show hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would get stung, have a heart attack, and be in jail.
1: <laughs>
0: go for the trifecta. So my other <laughs> fear is syringes. I hate getting I hate needles, I hate shots.
1: Okay, okay. We got we gotta pause on that one because you have
0: tattoos. I do. So, how did that happen? It's not the same. It's like a tattoo gun and you can't really see the needles. So, it, I don't. So, it looks
1: like it looks like it's just being.
0: It's uh, like he's drawing it on with a sharp, buzzy marker to me. <laughs> or a paintbrush because he dips it in the paint, right? That's so, a,
1: a, so, those didn't bug you um, because it didn't look like. So, is it the the side of
0: the needle? Yeah, I can't. When I'm like going to the doctor or whatever, I can't, I can't look at it.
1: Is it, is it the, so is it the pain? Is it the like penetration? Is it something being injected? Is it, what about those is the most frightening of the, of the phobias? I think
0: it's something being injected into me. Like? Like in piercing my skin.
1: So piercing your skin and having it put into your body, which probably was, it was not a part of your natural body. Right. What if it was, what if it was a jelly like substance from outer space?
0: You mean like a jellyfish inside of the syringe? Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm a, a dick friend. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but like if there was a jellyfish in each of his tentacles, he had a syringe. <laughs> and he was chasing me through the air inside side of a cliff.
1: If we make that shirt, will you wear it? Yeah, I'd wear it. I <laughs> That's
0: an amazing shirt, thinking about it.
1: So, so what was the... Uh, Activity that you chose to for face this. Then. So
0: I decided um, I was going to get acupuncture.
1: Ah, okay. So that that uh, that's where you can't hide the needles, right? So <laughs> okay, so you're yeah. going full in. Okay,
0: yeah. So, so that,
1: explain. Uh, so tell me a little bit about you know what kind of place you went to. What uh, you know what does the procedure that they did on you? What is it? What were the benefits of it, or what did it do for you? I guess basically.
0: Um, so I called for the appointment and, um, she's like, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you need to get acupuncture for? I'm like, well, I can't really tell her that I'm scared of needles. I just want to be poked for the experience of being poked. <laughs> you should have.
1: That would have been the best phone call ever. You're like, hi, what can I do for you? Oh yeah. I'm afraid of needles and, uh, I really, really want you to poke me with some. That doesn't make sense. I know that
0: <laughs> that visual in
1: my mind is ah, Mwah. chef's kiss. Anyway,
0: so so I have knee pain. I'm a big dude. Um, told her about my knee pain. I blew out my ACL back in college, jumping off a fence, doing stupid shit, and uh, I thought it was the I thought it was the uh, tubing run. No, that's a story for another day, though. <laughs> Yeah, I have a story was, after that story. All right, all right. Well, we'll stash
1: that away for the another uh, episode. However,
0: but... Well, maybe you have to talk about it now because you brought it up.
1: Oh, well, don't blame me.
0: Who else am I going to blame? Oh. There's no one else talking.
1: We'll, we'll explain it a little bit later. But basically, we all went down a tubing run on a gigantic tire tube from a tractor. And we didn't at night and didn't uh, inspect the run before we went. And there was a nice jump.
0: You can imagine what happens when nine people are on a tube.
1: Anyway, so back to your acupuncture.
0: So I get there and, you know, I was expecting kind of the cliche stuff you see on the movies and stuff, but it it wasn't like that at all. And really nice, nice old lady and her husband is the doctor. Mm -hmm. Put me back in the uh, room, set me in this chair and kind of, you know, explained.
1: Is it kind of like, it's not like a massage thing where they make you disrobe and then they come back in or is it no
0: no they just i just wore a tank top and shorts they said just you know wear those things so they can put the pins above your knees and in your shoulders and oh okay neck if they need to but okay that makes sense so yeah it's scary you know like it's been recorded in medical literature that there's been 90 known deaths from acupuncture, so that,
1: that sounds made up. Come on, no, no,
0: no. You can you can look it up. I, I was like looking it up the night before, like freaking myself out. It's like, <laughs> and most of
1: it's from. I'm gonna face my phobia by making it worse first, going to like full effect.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's from like piercing organs. So I was like, where the
1: heck are they sticking those needles?
0: Right, and how far down? Wait, wait how big is this th- needle? Well, I thought the it was needles like... are like I don't know, a couple few inches long. Man. I mean there's like a little handle and then there's like
1: well uh okay so
0: yeah, w- yeah. so, so what,
1: what did where did they offer you obviously you freaked yourself out yeah you're to the point where you're sitting in the chair you're they're getting ready to poke you with needles uh well two things what's your mindset at that point in time and two is there a specific thing that they were trying to acupuncture that would help your what you were saying yeah
0: so both so the doctor came in and said, Hey, you know, he was really cool, old dude, had glasses, goatee, white hair. He's like, Hey, dude, what's going on? Like, <laughs> Tommy well, Chong was your... Not, awesome. not really, but uh, he'd be like, All right, tell me what medications you're on. So I tell him I'm, you know, on medication for this and that. And then he's like, Yeah, so we're, we're going to help you out. So maybe you can get off some of that. Some of that they just give you is just shit. And we're going to get rid of that shit. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I think it keeps me from having a heart attack. But okay. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> oh, Whatever. Proceed. <laughs> so he's like, okay, um, how'd you hurt your knee? And I was like, doing stupid crap in college. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I know those days, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets out the needles and he's like, okay, so I'm going to do a bunch of needles around in your leg. And then we're gonna do some in your head for your anxiety, so he puts the first one in my foot. It's kind of freaking me out, but it sends like a weird shockwave, like right up my leg, like into my groin area. Was it, was it
1: like a like a like a when you funny bone type thing, or is it not quite that strong?
0: <sighs> Kinda, it's like more heavy. Oh, yeah, I was, thinking, like, I was it's thinking it's kind of it like lighter, but it was more like not like a funny bone, like. You know what, like, hurts, but it was like a, it was what almost a like, a, like a jolt or a vibration.
1: Nine volt on the tongue?
0: Mm, <laughs> uh, it's been a while. How many that battery. <laughs> That's not a battery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so he's put the one in, he gets you a little jolt through the leg. Uh-huh. What happens after and that?
0: And then he moves up, mm-hmm. and then he, like, puts another one in my leg, mm-hmm. and then he, like, rubs my arms and what... That part was free? Yeah. That was just a little
1: add-on for him? <laughs> so
0: he wipes it with alcohol wipes. Of course. You put know, it in, you san-
1: sanitary before you get a little... Oh, I, I, went, I went a different way. Okay. So he so he wipes your arm and he's, he's going to do... He
0: puts one in my hand, mm-hmm. like between kind of like that fleshy part between your first finger and your thumb on both sides.
1: You realize what that sounds like um he's acupuncturing for, right? Because if he put the needles in your knee for your knee problem and he put the ones in forehead for anxiety and then he put the ones on your hand in a weird circle that looks like you maybe take care of yourself too much and you have to get acupuncture for it
0: he didn't mention that
1: <laughs> he could tell <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, 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 I killed the flow of the story go, you so you he's can go, like, go back
0: uh, So then he takes the other one, he puts one in my ear, top of my ear, and I couldn't feel that one. I could really feel the one in my hand. Could you hear it? (laughs) Just like, like, I'm inside your ear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the the needle, (laughs) it sounds like a South Park character. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna ask. anyway, Anyway, so you got the ear one.
0: Yep. And then he puts one. And the top of my head, and then one right where, right in the middle of my eyes, kind of like where those, you know, pictures of third eye, third eye. Third eye. Mm-hmm. And he put it in there, and it was the weirdest feeling. I just went, whoa.
1: What did it feel like?
0: Um, It kind of hurt, and was kind of like a jolt. A little bit like,
1: does, he, does it feel like he's just like hitting a nerve with, is it, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah,
0: kind of okay. And he's like, he's like, look on your face. Is I don't know if you're interested or you're scared. He said that, yeah, see, I was right about
1: the arms. <laughs> I
0: told you. <laughs>
1: well, I it, so which were you? <laughs> I, I
0: told him, I was like, uh, to be honest, it's a little both.
1: Did you say? Oh, yeah. you you told him you were interested.
0: Interested in what he was doing.
1: Oh, I thought you meant him. <laughs> like, where did this story go, <laughs> Mike? I can't be the only one that thought that's where you went with that. I was like, no, why did you, doctor, no. ask if you were interested? That is weird. Anyhow, so uh, he's interested a little both.
0: in what he was doing. Okay, which okay. was very interesting, but it scared the crap out of me. but right, so right. the one, and then he's like, okay, you'll you'll probably just fall right to sleep. I'm like, okay. Then he leaves, and he's like gone for like a half hour.
1: Did he give you any warning before he left that he was just going to be gone for a while, or did he just well, like, all right, not, I'm out here?
0: Not really. So he left, <laughs> and suck. I would have no idea what was going on. Just relax, and then we'll be back. And I, I couldn't fall asleep because the <laughs> thing that was supposed to help me with my anxiety is causing me. I was just going to say that
1: that'll be like the one place outside of maybe you know uh, Nether regions that would cause the most anxiety to have a needle in. And I thought, I don't know if that works to to cure, but apparently they, they know more than I do. So, uh, so he's gone for a half hour. You're, I'm just, you're freaking, I I would be afraid. I'd like, I would fall asleep and roll over and all these needles are going to go all the way through me. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, they're all just on the top part of me. So I'm, I'm in a recliner. Okay. So, but they had a sign that says, make sure your cell phones turn off. And I, I wanted to send you that picture. Of the one in my head, and
1: I had, by the way, I had no idea what the heck that picture was supposed to mean. When I got up, I'm like, why is he so scared? <laughs> now I know.
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm reaching up for it, and I move my foot a little bit, oh, no. and it just sends a shock wave all the way up my leg, and my leg is just like feels like it's on fire for a second. And I, the, the my cell phone's on the side by the. The, the arm of the recliner, so I'm reaching down and I'm grabbing it, trying to make sure that I don't pop the needles out. Then mm-hmm. I turn the phone on because it was off, and I raise my arm up.
1: It looked like a hostage situation, by the way. I won't even lie. I for when I when it first popped up, I thought for sure somebody was trying to get extort me for money to get you out.
0: I was like, what the hell? Fun of that. What is? Send me eighteen dollars
1: <laughs> <laughs> next time you just need pizza. You just send your buddy a picture that looks like you're being held hostage and he has to send you $16.99 over cash app, preferably. Or you'll never see your friend again. Oh, hell, I gave that secret away. I don't think I can use it now, but I enjoyed it.
0: All right. If the terrorists do their homework, kidnappers, they'll probably know that we only have like $16.99. So...
1: That is that is too accurate of a
0: point. Uh, right. So
1: back to the story. You you dinged it, so you're you're zapping right now. Oh right? yeah,
0: so, yeah, yeah. So I lift it up and I I'm trying to do it in my phone to get the camera to turn around and look at my face, mm-hmm. and I'm raising up my arm, and immediately I have heartburn. What? It was like acid reflux.
1: Like okay, so can you explain it, or is it
0: like if you ate spicy food and you burnt and it burned your esophagus, whatever? That's what it felt like. And I put my arm down, and it and it went away. I put my arm up, and it came back.
1: So you found the acupuncture site for heartburn.
0: Yeah, to give myself heartburn, I I have (laughs) to poke myself with (laughs) needles.
1: Just where on the arm is the heartburn nodule?
0: Uh, it's like on the top of your forearm but i don't know if it's a combination oh could be
1: what if it was hooked to the one in your foot
0: right yeah i don't i don't know think about think about
1: how long it would take to figure that out if that was the truth yeah if you put a needle here in your arm and you put one in your foot
0: heartburn
1: like why would you know that you don't don't ask
0: you'd be crazy like i'm glad it was like heartburn and not like diarrhea and i just
1: <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> you just risk your arm and that was the wrong combination and then you just shit on the wall mm-hmm. like <laughs> did you just weaponized feces amazing i knew this was gonna be cool but uh so so obviously heartburn no heartburn heartburn no
0: heartburn now what do you do so now i just i'm just gonna put my arms down and just lay back and wait <laughs> for this nightmare to be over
1: so at this point now that we get asked since this is the phobia is uh, are you are you calm at this point? Are you freaking out at this point? is, some, is your mind your headset changing at all? or what's going on with you? I'
0: I'm, I'm calming down now because mm-hmm. it doesn't really hurt and I'm kind of used to looking at them
1: mm-hmm. now because it's been it had been a little while at yeah. that point in time. So now
0: mm-hmm. I'm just I can't relax still, but so I'm just sitting there for like a half hour. Mm-hmm. And then the receptionist comes in. She's like, "How are you doing? Do you want, do you want some extra time? You want to stay here a little bit longer?" I was like, "Nope."
1: <laughs> are you just, I just, nope, I'm good. I, I just see the door just flying open, and you and your tank top and shorts just sprinting for the for the parking lot. You're like, "You, you left your shoes." Okay, so uh, so that was then. I'm assuming that was the end of it. Yep. And so, afterwards, did you feel anything? Did it help you with anything? Was your anxiety-induced anxiety relief?
0: I don't know, because I got right into traffic.
1: That seems <laughs> that seems like a good thing to do right after you relax.
0: <laughs> no, it seemed my, my knee felt pretty good Duh. afterwards. Yeah, but I don't know if it's just in my mind. Like, some people t- say it takes, like, seven or eight of these visits right. to have a, a real so I think I was just psyching myself out okay but um did it cure my fears no I had to go to the doctor today or not the doctor but the pharmacy to pick up my syringes no oh. for, for my you know my injections and right. uh, I don't even like I don't even like grabbing them
1: so it didn't so you're saying this experience although you found it to be acceptable because obviously you did it and it you know, didn't cause any issues, but you don't feel like it actually helped.
0: No. No. Even like buying the syringes and having them in my hand, even
1: though they're not even open. Have you ever talked to those guys? They'll mess you up. The pharmacists? No, the syringes. Usually they're at that point, but if you get to that point they they were full and now they're not full. And so
0: Oh, I haven't had that experience. Oh, okay.
1: Alright. Well don't do that. (laughs) So so obviously it was a I don't know. I don't I to call it a fail. It's not a failed experiment or a failed experience because it didn't fix your phobia. I don't know. If there's a way to fix a phobia, but it sounds to me like maybe the phobia is more focused now. It's more this is what scares me, but this part of it is a little bit more open. It's so like the tattoo wasn't wasn't a phobia issue.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like syringes. Okay. So that's, the needles are <clears throat> Acupuncture needles aren't, yeah, they don't carry anything, so it's got to be syringes. So Gotcha. Okay, so. Like, have you ever seen Saw 2?
1: No, I saw Saw 1 and
0: I chose wrong. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I had to sit through a marathon through like six of them.
1: Who one, did that to you?
0: Uh, my old co workers. But anyway, <laughs> Saw did 2. They,
1: did they hate you?
0: <laughs> she loved them. She loved the Saw movies.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. She sounds She sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah,
0: she's pretty cool. But yeah, there's a part where the lady has to get in a pit full of syringes. I
1: remember seeing the picture of that. And
0: just That yeah. messed you up? Yeah. And you
1: didn't watch Saw 3 after that, did you? No,
0: I, I, I <laughs> you're watched
1: like, You're like, that season. scares me. I'll do more. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I don't think these I'm are like, really phobias.
0: Like, I don't think they're going to do syringes twice, so I'm probably okay.
1: No I'm I'm saying I, I, th- I feel like that your phobia forces you more times than not to face it on purpose. You're like, I'm afraid of needles, I'm gonna get tattoo oh, an on get acupuncture. Uh, I just got scared looking at the needles on saw. I'm gonna come back for more and see what happens. So so like it, it is like a, a fear within you, but subconsciously you're defeating it at every angle and so, in reality, while it's scaring you, you, you kind of own it. You, you see that, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see it, damn it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> give I guess give me an overall view afterwards of the experience.
0: Um, the people there were really super cool and super nice. And um, they actually gave me some supplements, too, to try Um damn, love, free. You love the
1: supplements. They get you hooked and you're right back <laughs> in for more. That's right.
0: It's like... No, won't you take these ones? I'm gonna charge you for these. And if they work, I don't, he's kind of like a regular drug dealer, I guess.
1: That's what it, <laughs> it sounds sketchy as hell. <laughs> You're like, hey, don't tell no one, but take these.
0: <laughs> it's
1: always the best retail. Uh,
0: yeah, well, he's animal. honest. He's like, these are supplements. Uh, I don't want to charge you because they don't work. <laughs> Basically, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, some people works really good. And some people, it doesn't do squat. <laughs> and if it doesn't do squat, then I don't want you paying for it.
1: <laughs> Wait, why is he giving out stuff that he doesn't know if it works? <laughs> Isn't that part of the business? Don't you, you have to so? kind of, you would think that you would, to be able to sell something, I'd be like, I'm going to sell you this roof. One of the houses I put them on just fell right in. <laughs> so if it doesn't work, I'm not going to charge. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah,
0: that hurts my head to think about (laughs) yeah so overall it was a good experience i'd probably go back
1: you would oh yeah okay so so you felt like there was enough benefit to it outside of the dealing with the phobia part that there was enough like physical
0: and mental i think so yeah if i did it enough times i think i'd like to see if there was an actual benefit or it's just in my the placebo effect you know
1: oh gotcha yeah it's it's a lot of these probably would need more than one time to really be able to say yes it works for me or no it doesn't because uh, and and when i get into my story it'll be similar as far as you know what are we you know what am i doing this for but at the same time i'm freaking out am i doing it right am i and i'm mentally you know you know that kind of thing so this episode of the podcast is brought to you by lil austin ask your doctor if lil austin is right for you Life. It has its ups and downs. It has its ins and outs. Unfortunately, there is no guarantee the ins will stay in, or if they'll go out. And for those times, there is Liloten. Austin is a doctor recommended breakthrough miracle for when life's little ins become painful outs. Austin was developed specifically for people who suffer extreme anal prolapse. Users can rest assured their innards are again just that. innards. No more worrying if passersby can tell through clothing, or worse, by smell. With Lil Austin, that problem now has a 39% chance of self-retraction. And a 41% chance of being corrected with additional surgery. The miracle is here. Lil Austin, don't let your Audi keep you inside. Please use only a stricted as prescribed by your doctor. Lil Austin. In you go.
0: And yeah. so what's yours
1: yeah yeah so full disclosure my co-host here is aware of the story that began this phobia and it's
0: one it's, of the best stories this
1: this ever. story has followed me through life and you know it, it's been traumatizing at times and so what do you do when something traumatizes you you tell lots of people that's what you do so, what are, what are you what's oh, oh. You, you go tell those people so I, I've I've at least gotten to the point in my life where I can appreciate the humor value of it, as opposed to the shock-inducing trauma that I experienced while it was happening. Uh, but I, basically, my phobias. Well, I guess we start at the top. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of, of heights. I bungee jumped once, and yeah, you, remember that you took a picture of me from like a hundred yeah. yards away, and you could still
0: tell that I did not. Yeah, we're like. Let's go bungee jumping is my idea. He's like, okay. And then uh, I went first. Yeah. And then I said, nope, not doing it. And our
1: dates didn't go either. <laughs> Imagine how weird, dumb I felt. <laughs> so that long distance picture that you took of me, where you can, where I'm just this little thing in the background, like just barely can tell it's me only because you knew what I was wearing, but you could see on my face. I was not. Sheer sure terror. It was. You know what the worst part about it was getting to the bottom and feeling that Thank God it's done. And then it shoots your ass back up and you do it again. And then it does it 13 more times. And every time you fall, it still sucks. So, yeah, that's my phobia. I'm going to take a pass on that one because I did do the bungee jumping. And it absolutely did not fix my phobia at all. Uh, I used to deal a little bit with claustrophobia. I developed claustrophobia Hiding behind a washing machine in my at an acquaintance's house who was female when I was a teenager because her dad came
0: home and I couldn't get out, and it freaked me out. And uh, so you were hiding from her dad, and then
1: yeah, <laughs> I got stuck behind the washer.
0: Did he find you? No, no, How uh,
1: did you get out? Sheer, sheer terror. Sheer panic forced my little skinny teenage boy body with human superhuman strength and I managed to push the washer out enough that I could get out and then I dove out the basement window and I got away scot-free, except for the phobia that I got. So, not real good on confined spaces.
0: Is this the same person you, the story you're going to tell? No. Oh, this is a different. No, person. it's different. Oh, okay. So I was like to say this person just like was tra- bad news. Trade you Nookie for phobias. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the phobia Nookie trade is uh, one of my favorite trades. Uh, you always get something out of that, but no. Uh, so, so that that started that one that phobia. Actually, that phobia really didn't deal with a whole lot up until. I was trying to be a good dad one time. Decided to take my son who was, I think he was five or six at the time. We went to do one of the bales of hay mazes they do at Halloween sometimes. Where Mm -hmm. they put those giant bales of hay and it just kind of makes a maze and do all that. There was a section of it where it was literally maybe two feet high. But you had to get down on your knees and crawl underneath a bunch of bales. And it was literally like a two foot by four foot box and... So, super small and super tight. No light. Completely black. And I've got my five, six-year-old son going, yeah, let's go. Let's go. and Because what it was is it was a treasure hunt where you had to find all of the treasures hidden everywhere. And if you found them all, you got a prize at the end. So, he's motivated. He's like, I want to get them all. This is going to be the greatest prize ever. It's going to be, you know, a 30-cent plastic thing that breaks and he loses it the next hour. But it's the greatest thing in his mind. So, and I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be super dad. I'm gonna try to be super dad. We're gonna get this toy. We're gonna win because I'm competitive. My boy's competitive. It's probably not stuff you should be competitive about, but that's what we're doing. And so I looked at it and I said, "This is gonna freak me out. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just absolutely crap halfway through this. I just know it. But I can't do that to my son." So, here's the scale phobia on one side, you know, fatherly duties and, you know, honor and integrity, at least in my mind, on the other side. And we told them phobias, you know what, screw you, I'm going in. So, I got my phone out, got my flashlight. Oh, I got light. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was so dark, that light went three feet. And after I got in 20 feet or whatever and took a right, I had no idea where I was at all. So now I'm smashed under thousands of pounds of hay and no light. And I have this feeling of, yeah, you're pretty much dead now. But also fighting with that is, you cannot let your son down. Keep going. So I'm just, and at this point, I'm pouring sweat. just It's just flying off me and my son's like, you know where we're going i'm like yeah no problem you know because i'm i lie like that just to make it feel better and uh you know we, we finally saw all of a sudden there was another flashlight off in the distance and i was like go towards that so we started climbing towards that it was a family of uh, this is what this is what makes it so ridiculous in my mind is we went and chased down this husband and wife and three small girls who are just having the time of their lives running through there and there's me sweating like a freaking psycho and my son who's scared to death because it's really dark in there dad and uh so we catch up to him and we get outside and and the most i mean it was probably the most uh ridiculously uh overreaction i would say on my part but it felt so good it was like i had one life you're like by you, it really felt like you're it. like so the reason, the other part is, so you're thinking it's a maze. Well, why don't you go a different way? Well, it, we had it got to that point where you couldn't get to the other side of the maze unless you did that, because we had went around and around and around. Because we were, try- I was trying to avoid it. I didn't want to do it. So we went around and around and around and realized I have to go through here if i do not go through here my boy will not get his prize i don't want to disappoint it's our father son time it's you know 6 years old he's going to remember that the rest of his life remember that time you didn't get my toy dad cuz you was scared of the you know yeah i didn't want that to happen so went through got to the other side felt like it was fresh life turned to go down the next aisle and oh there's a cool door here that you have to open up and go through pop through that I'd already been on the other side of that four times. Didn't have to go through that at all. I did that to myself on purpose, but on accident. And that messed me up. I couldn't even go to parking garages for three months because I felt like the whole thing was coming down on me. It took a long time to get over that. Now, I can park in garages now, but back then, it was a little sketchy. Uh, But yeah, so that one... I feel like it's lessened. It, it, that experience like flared it up. But that's not that's not anything compared to my real big phobia, which is deep dark water. Or you
0: don't know what's down there. So you're afraid of what's in the water? Yeah. Are you afraid of drowning? Are not you afraid of the dark?
1: I'm not. It's not so much the drowning part of it. Not that I'm a great swimmer, but I always felt like if I had to swim, hundred yards I could probably do it Um, it's it's initially it's I don't know what's down there and now it's dark and I can't there's no way
0: for me like to know what's down there dark water or like dark at like both, night both okay so if it's like sunny outside but you're in deep water it freaks you out
1: that freaks me out but if it's dark you know because that's going to automatically make the water darker as well right Um. that oh that sends me out like nobody's business like probably sharks
0: so, can you drink like a Coke? I
1: can't live in one, but I can drink
0: one. Like, are you afraid of what's at the bottom of like soda? Uh, this is kind of dark water.
1: I wasn't till now. It's a lot. No, yeah, no that, it's, it's, it is a big body of water that is extremely dark. And I have no idea where the bottom is. I don't know what the fear is that there's no bottom. I don't know if it, I think saying talking about it now, we used to live somewhat near a lake that there was always that. They've never found the bottom. And I think that's probably every state probably has that same legend. Like, yeah.
0: there, There's one here that they say that has no bottom. Like, it Yeah, goes, it goes, they've, they've found fish that are native to Japan in the lake. So obviously they're going instead of you know some somebody somebody put it in there. Them, they're thinking this lake goes through the earth. Oh god, to yeah, Japan.
1: that's pan. That is so much easier than just going under Japan and getting a fish and coming back and
0: putting it in a lake. That storm by a coin. Oh yeah, just that storm. It's like that's much harder. It's, it's got to go through the lake. Yeah. So if you want to go to Japan for free, we just have to swim, swim, scuba dive, Something.
1: That sounds, that sounds reasonable. But it, I th- I, I'm thinking about it, but I'm thinking that type of story really got me as a kid. And I think that's what fueled it. So when it happened, when, it, when I happened to end up in extremely dark, cold water at night, that was not a place I wanted to be, uh, I think it affected me more than it would just somebody who was like, oh, crap, what? you know, get out of this damn water. You know, it, it was more than that for me, unfortunately. So that exasperated that whole phobia, uh, to high, high levels for a long, long time, uh, to the point where I didn't even want to go out over deep water at all, like boats. Nope. So it, it's taken a while to get past that. You know, I, you know, worked through it or I tried to work through it so that I wasn't past it. But you know, I, it uh, kind of led me to wanting, this was the one I chose. Um, I wanted to do the, what is it called, the, the deprivation tank. Oh. So so you're in that cocoon-like thing where it's completely pitch black and you're floating in water. I felt like that would be a good angle to uh, attack, you know, because that would kind of forced me to be there, but it's in, a, in an area that maybe i Wouldn't be as stressful as like if you just like threw me out in the ocean at night, you know, 10 miles from land, it wouldn't be quite like that. So I made an appointment, I went into it, you know, pretty positively, you know, I went into it with a good mindset. I wanted to, like I was saying, I'm taking the positive side to life now, on. So uh, I went into it with my head, you know, eyes open, you know, like that, and I figured, Worst case scenario, I freak out, I can get out. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, those
0: aren't deep, right?
1: No, they're, I think it's like 10 inches. Okay. So, like, if you got big booty, it might be touching the top, bottom. But I, I'm dairy deficient because of my genetics. So, I didn't have to worry about that part. So, I go into it. It, it uh, felt very spa-like to go in. So, it was automatically relaxing. That kind of stuff relaxes me. Uh, they give me a little video of, you know, what to expect and kind of what the rules are and that kind of thing. actually had a little bit of humor in it, uh, which surprised me. Um, But the the overall feel of the place was um, very very relaxing. It was even the people, there was a husband and wife and a child there, you know, small mom and pop type place. And super friendly, super, you know, excited, you know, genuinely excited that somebody was going to try it for the first time. And so they were really there to want to help. And so I went into, went in, they make you shower before, so you get all the body oils off and then you do your float. And then when you get out, you shower and get all the salt off. But so go in, you know, they're showing me that they showed me the lights. And then if I want music on, if, you know, I have control over anything, I could change the color of the lights if I really wanted like a different ambiance. Um, So do you pick a light? No, I, I went, I went pitch black because I was trying to get that experience. Um, cause in my head, I'm thinking if I got music on and I got to like, switch it back and forth between different colors I might as well just be having a rave in here. And so that'll be know, cool. I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if there's a lot of room for other people. it would be kind of a boring one man rave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to beatbox for myself. <laughs> just, just like, so you what's going on in there? <laughs> it's like, sounds like a beatboxer in there. What's he doing? It's like, Leave me alone. I'm getting relaxed. But, so I go in and I decide, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to turn on the music for now um, just to help with the relaxation. I I wasn't feeling any tension. I was surprised that I really was relaxed getting into it and I was genuinely excited to try it. Um, I don't know if it was just the kid in me thinking I was getting in a swimming pool or whatever, but, you know, uh, it didn't scare me at all. The idea of looking at it, none of that scared me. So, I, you know, get in, shower, get in the tank, um, get some music going. It's the traditional spa music that, you know, they do when you get a massage or whatever. Um, So nothing that would, you know, be scary or anything like that or even something you'd want to really pay attention to. You can just play in the background. But, um, you know, I got in there. I was floating. Honestly, I spent more time trying not to itch Like my body was being a dick. Like it's like, get in there, stay perfectly still so that you can get into that meditation, you know, relaxation space. Well, every time you move, you're you're buoyant. So if you move, you rotate to the one side or the other. Well, that starts you over. That's like a reset clock. So every time I would itch, I'd reach my hand up and try to do it real slow so that I wouldn't move, but obviously that's not gonna happen. And so I would and it was usually like on my cheek or something like that, someplace stupid that never itches but only now itches because my body's like, ha ha, you suck, dude. Hey,
0: remember me? You neglected me for (laughs) years. Now I'm going to ruin your time.
1: (laughs) My face is gone. Remember that time you didn't itch me?
0: This is payback, (laughs) boy. So, anyhow, that... that... I don't know why your face has southern accents. It's kind of weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I don't know if my face knows it has a southern accent because it hears it and thinks it's got the we've got the accent and it's just a whole big thing that way. So I get in there and I am fighting to turn I not and and it's screwing up so I would get like comfortable and I start to get just really relaxed and it felt good. It was warm water. I mean you really kind of forget you're even in water at some point just because it feels just nice and smooth and you know warm and I would get real close to just being not asleep, but fully relaxed. Like where I was trying to get to and damn itches. I'd reach up, I'd roll over and then I'd splash a little and then I'd get set down and I'd start to calm and it would hit every time that I'd get that close to relaxing another itch, another itch. I'm like, so I decided, you know what? You're not going to win. I'm going to win. And I'm, talking to myself so that sounded really weird, you know, because it's me that's messing me up and I'm telling me I'm going to win and that I'm not going to win.
0: Could they hear you through the intercom?
1: No, I didn't have that. There was an intercom, but I didn't have it turned on. But I was thinking this. I'm not Ah, saying it out loud. So even if there was an intercom, that's just them being weird and listening to water splashing and me going, damn it. So I, I, I just decided I am not going to itch. I am stronger than that. I have the mental power to fight through an itch. You know what? I have had broken bones. You think an itch is going to take me down? No. So, I, I had this one. And I said, I'm not itching. And it festered. And it festered. And the more it festered, the more upset I got. And the more upset I got, the less relaxed I got. And finally, I just gave in and did it. And... It stopped. It was like it was waiting for me to finally itch it just to kind of say, "Ha, huh, I win. But it, again, it's me talking to me, so I don't know who really won there. Uh, and I finally, finally started getting relaxed and, and no more itches. And I, I, You lose track of time in there. So I have no idea if that was 15 minutes in or 45 minutes in because it was an hour long session. To jump to the end, just real quick, it's the the one the very first thing I got out of it was like that is the longest and shortest hour I've ever experienced, and it was at the same time. So in there, the the time diff you know, like have no idea what time is, you know how long have I been in here? Well, you know, there's no way to tell because you open your eyes and it's still pitch black. I got to that point where I think I quit pranking myself. That's the only thing I can think of of why I would have to keep itching a spot that doesn't have a need for an itch. Um, just to keep waking myself up. I finally started getting really relaxed. Um, And and this whole time I'm thinking, I'm not afraid of this. Like, there's no, this isn't the fear that I had from being in, you know, the water uh, that that scared me so much. That this is, yeah, it's dark. Yes, there's water. Realistically, I can't see anything, so I have no idea what's going on. That should be what triggers me, but I don't but it didn't. And so I I I will say that I don't know if it really even addressed the phobia itself, but that was as close as I could get. But so I, I get all relaxed and I'm laying back and suddenly air bubbles are coming up all around my side. And I'm oh. thinking, Did you fart? Well, no, that's what I was like, don't you have to fart to get air bubbles? This is another man's tank. I'm not farting in here. That's rude. So, but <laughs> so, but it, but it wasn't from down there. It was up closer to my shoulders. So and it would wrap. It would come up and it would wrap around and just like in the breastplate area. So it would like just kind of like slowly trickle. It honestly, it I knew what it was. I knew it was air bubbles, but it felt like a small ant or something crawling up the side that's how slow it was going
0: could have been a jellyfish
1: it could have been a jellyfish if it had been a jellyfish and uh, i would probably have a phobia of jellyfish i'm just saying if so at that point i went okay well apparently i'm leaking somewhere so that, that that's that's not going to be something i can not explain but then it happened again and it was in a different spot and i'm like is is there someone underneath me just breathing really slow and I'm thinking to myself, oh, that, that would make sense. And then I was like, no, oh, that doesn't make sense. I like to argue with myself in my own head uh, because I find myself amusing. So the, you're just like, well, that's that's really weird. I don't feel like there should be air coming from the middle of my back. Just went about my business like none. And then there was two more and then a couple more. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, you have like the sneakiest gas ever. Because that's the only way this makes sense. Like in real life, unless there's like some sort of air breathing fish down below you who likes to bubbles, and so Tell I the filter. Well, there wasn't a filter underneath me because I thought maybe there's a drain, uh-huh. but, the, but the drains were on, they were on the wrong sides. But so I, unless it was something I just didn't see when I got in, and that and that's that's a possibility. But in my head, I'm worried. Okay, there's something down there. There's something underneath me, and I start going through my head. It might be Freddy Krueger. You don't know. You know, could be could be anything like that, and so then. When that hit, suddenly the anxiety from the phobia hit. But it wasn't from that exact phobia, if that makes sense. It was just, you know, anxiety. It's like, you don't like this, remember? This is why you don't do this stuff is because this kind of thing gets going through your head. I ended up going through uh, my head, you know, just thinking about everything. And then realized, you're really freaking out over most likely passing gas. And I stopped, you know, worrying about it at that point.
0: So you know that the uh guy that invented that, he uh would try to communicate with dolphins and give dolphins LSD and get in the tank and try to communicate with them?
1: No, but that sounds like something I want to try. I did maybe not the day before that, but well, that'd I be a can.
0: lot more deeper water with a dolphin. Yeah no no I, so I you'd be like
1: So what are you saying?
0: I, I don't I think you'd be too scared to do lsd with a dolphin
1: (laughs) you you questioning my manhood i'm doing it uh you know i i i mean i don't know what his reasoning for doing that is it would be interesting if you could but i don't know if that's necessarily the way to do it but basically i mean i i went into it not knowing what to expect expecting it to be scarier than it was um i ended up scaring myself if anything because of the most ridiculous reason, but really, when it got over, I found out, I realized that the last, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, or just what I perceived as the last 10 or 15 minutes was going to be, I actually hit that spot where super relaxed and just in the zone, I don't know how to describe it, really, so when it was done, I got out and I was, yeah, I was limp noodle, like, oh, so relaxed. You know, and the funny part is, is I get out and my mindset is, okay, what did that do for me? You know what I mean? So obviously I'm super relaxed, but mine, you know, mentally, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm probably pretty shallow. The very first thing that I did, I, I get out and I shower and I get dressed and I come out. The very first thing on my mind is I really want some tacos. Like I, I needed food. Like I wanted food so bad. Like I walked out into the, into the, uh, waiting room they say come and you know just relax after your your float and have some water or tea and some snacks and so i, I went and grabbed this big cup of water because i was dying of thirst i was laying water in it but i was dying of thirst i just happened to notice there was a bowl of small chocolate candies hershey things and i may have accidentally ate them all because i was really hungry you
0: ate all their candy yeah i ate it all i don't think it's meant for like just one person
1: well i well, it's too late now because it was delicious. You, ever, you know how certain times when you eat food and you're like, this is the best food ever. It was one of those experiences. Like it could not, I don't even like dark chocolate. I eat the hell out of them. And it was like the magic. And so I, I, I felt that was a kind of a weird side effect to it. Um, I was super relaxed and like happy. And, you know had a nice little chat with the owner of the place and you know, he was telling me about when he first experienced it and how long he's been in business and it's just booming. and he was talking to another customer about how they're finally having studies completed saying that this is actually helpful for uh, you know like concussions and sports and athletes and stuff like that and that the, they had connected with the program at the local university where they actually had tested it. And and he was getting a lot of athletes coming in, you know, for concussions and stuff like that, which I had no idea that it was even, you know, close to something that could treat it. So he's telling that guy about that. And then I come up and I'm talking to him and he goes, and he, and he kind of goes into the same story and I'm thinking, all right, well, this is kind of just his thing. He just tells everybody. And so he goes so yeah, yeah, it's, it's been crazy and it's just getting busier and busier, you know? And he says, we have uh, we just have a bunch of these guys and I don't know where it came from, but it popped into my head and it made me say it at the same time and I don't know what it is and I don't know why I did it. I go, military, huh? He goes, yeah, a bunch of guys from the base. And I have no idea. Like, and so in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm
0: psychic now. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Digested Chef, the quickest meal solution for your family and you. When I first started cooking for my family, I had to make a meal plan, make a shopping list, and go to the supermarket, buy the groceries, drive home, and make dinner and eat it. I don't have time for that, so I subscribed to a home meal service. They sent me the groceries, recipes, ingredients, so all I had to do was cook the dinner and eat it. It was a little faster but still I don't have time for that so I found a new meal service you pick the meals they cook it for you and send it to your door so all I have to do is pop it in the microwave and pull it out and eat it but still I don't have time for that so I heard about digested chef digested chef knows your time is valuable that's why each gourmet meal is developed prepped cooked and eaten by our staff members chefs from around the world their feces comes directly to your door and all you have to do is open the box dump the shit in the toilet and flush choose from your favorites like shepherd's pie turkey chili macaroni and Vienna sausage casserole or my favorite pulled pork Act now and get twenty five percent off your first meal by going to tripping the unknown forward slash DigestedChef chef and entering the code feces digestive chef. Now you've got time for that. Holy shit!
1: So I'm amazed at this part. I'm like so relaxed. I know what the future is, and I really want some tacos. And so that was kind of what how I came out of it. So it was. It, my opinion is. If you can hit that sweet spot, it is super, probably really helpful. Um, I actually kind of want to do it again. It helped. I slept like a log that night. I, I don't sleep well. So, I went out. And when I woke up, I was in the best mood. I'm not a morning person. You know me. If I've got to get up before 10 o'clock, you probably aren't going to like me. And so, But I got up at 5 a.m. that next morning, and I was the happiest dude ever. So, I was like, so, in my opinion... I'm sure that had something to do because I—that's never happened. So was he like,
0: yeah, the military? You know, the wounded Adventures come in. I like to. That's what he know. was.
1: Yeah, that's what he was talking about. But he and hadn't. Then,
0: like I like to give them chocolate after. No, there wasn't. They like, looked there, around and like there wasn't going to be any chocolate where, for Where me, the hell right. did the chocolate go?
1: <laughs> there was also uh, those winto green lifesavers. are got to I was hungry. I'm so starving anyway
0: you never said why you're scared of dark water to begin with
1: that's because I was I was trying to pull a slick one yeah and yeah, uh, getting away because because it, it's kind of embarrassing and uh, tried to get away with it and thanks Carson you uh gonna make me tell it so this uh it, it was an experience I had after a high school dance my date and I decided it would be really cool to go to the local reservoir and hang out. You know, you could put the, you can put the quotation marks around that if you'd like. Well, right next to the reservoir is a what they call spillway, where all of the excess water goes into the river so that it keeps the level of the lake. Well, during late spring or mid spring like that was, you're obviously gonna have a ton of water in the lake, so it's gonna be pushing out just jet fuel s- speed out of this pipe coming out of the lake out of the dam so it looks super cool i mean it's awesome to be around because it's uh way temperature difference is just crazy with that much water and so but it was we figured we'll drive down to the beach next to the spillway and get a campfire and you know do teenage things and so that was that was the plan and so all right, we didn't want to tear our cars down into this little area because it really wasn't—you know—it definitely wasn't a paved road or a, even a well-maintained dirt road. It was—it was an old-fashioned road, and so we went and got her father's farm truck. Did he know this? He didn't know this. It's best if he doesn't too. Um, so,
0: so this is not the same person where you hid behind the wash. No, no, that's a different person. Okay, yeah, a lot
1: of trauma in my childhood, I know—self-induced trauma. Uh, so we, you know, mosey on down and, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those to point fingers or anything like that, but wasn't driving, you know, it's not my fault. So she drove down to the beach. We get down there, we park and walk up and we're looking really close at, at the, at the spillway, like as close as you, like as close as you can get without getting really hurt or wet or whatever. And so it's just a really cool feeling. It's dark. You know, because it's like probably midnight at that point in time. It's late spring. And, you know, in this area, it's it's a little chilly at night. It's probably, you know, high 40s, maybe, at that point in time. And so, you know, you're wearing coats and that. And so, you know, you're not going to get too close to the water because it's too cold to get into. That's, that's runoff water. That's all snow melt. And so, where, you know, it just had a weird feel. It was just really dark and really, e- not eerie, but it felt kind of different just in a cool way like this is this is special this is something different you know i made our way back you know talking you know and enjoying the night it's a nice clear night you can see stars you know it's all the the stuff that you would want in a situation like that we got back to the vehicle and i i ended up having a bad feeling come up and at the time looking back now i can kind of know what's going on but uh, you know, at the time, I I can't explain it, but I felt like there was somebody in the area, like watching,
0: like a peeper.
1: It, it, yeah, but like in a scary way, not like just like some nerdy dude, like <laughs> you know, not like that. I didn't want to build a fire, so I said, let's not do that. I, you know, it, it'll draw attention and people will come out this way, and you know, it might. So not
0: you're be. just psyching yourself out.
1: I, I kinda, but at the same time, I was like, it really was a legit, I, not good feeling. Like, so, she's like, oh, okay, so we decided to forego the fire. We bought sleeping bags and stuff like that, and so we just set up bed in the back of the truck, you know, that way we're, not on the, we're not on the cold ground, and we don't have fire anyway, so it didn't really matter, plus, you know, it just kept us up off the ground, you don't have anything climbing in your bag or anything, you know, and, Teenage things happen. One thing leads to another and the truck is rolling because the beach (laughs) is a hill. And uh, obviously uh, somebody who would be driving, you would expect to put on the emergency brake on a hill. But no, it didn't happen. It's okay. No No one's fault. No one's fault. Not my fault. No one's fault. Well, in my head, I'm thinking somebody, it didn't feel like we were rolling. It felt like this truck was getting shook back and forth. Like, like there was people on both sides pulling it down and up and down, um, and so I'm I'm freaking out because I think some that feeling from earlier I think somebody is right there you know jerking around with us like trying to scare us or whatever they they saw us and then they saw us do that and they're like let's go get them you know that was what was in my head is who are these people are they actually trying to hurt us or are they just trying to scare us what's going on, and then I felt the truck just smash into these that were along uh, that were like the barrier along the beach i mean we're talking you know 16 18 24 inch rocks that they had built up there so you know people wouldn't get in the water because uh, where the spill comes out it has dug it extremely deep because of the pressure and so there's no beach it just goes water and it goes straight down it's like a big giant natural tube so, I felt it hit that, and, and for a split second, I was like, oh, thank God, it's just going to be a damaged bumper. And that lasted a split second and until I realized that the front of the truck was now up, and we were still moving. And then the front of the truck was down, and I know it's on the other side of the down, and I'm still in the back. And at that point, I'm like, okay, it's going to stop. It didn't stop. It just kept going in the water. I'm thinking, you know, okay, so... It it just panic mode kicks in. She's freaking out. Obviously, her dad's truck's in the water, going in the water. We were, about that time, gotten out of the sleeping bag. We're standing up. She starts freaking out about the truck instead of taking care of the situation. I admit, I I may have booted her in the butt and kicked her onto the beach because she wasn't going to get off the truck fast enough. I turned around to grab as much stuff as I could you know, sleeping bags, clothing, all that stuff. There may, may not have been any clothes being worn at that time. So we threw it onto the beach. Or I threw it on the beach. But by the time she'd been on the beach, all that went on the beach, that truck, the cab was completely submerged at this point. Because it's going straight down. There's no grady off that beach. It's straight down. So so the truck is now stri- almost straight up and down as I'm trying to run to the t- to the end of the tailgate. By the time I got to the tailgate, it literally was pointing straight up in the air and I was standing on an open tailgate straight up and down as the truck is floating out. To, that's how fast it went. The truck is starting to float out away from shore. It's like bobbing like this and I'm standing on the tailgate. I It got about four feet, five feet out from the beach before I was able to actually jump and I didn't make it. I hit the water Literally, my big toe just happened to grab like a rock on the wall of the side of the beach that was straight up and down. And that was enough. I was so scared that that was enough to pull me doggy paddling in to grab onto the rock and then pull myself out of the water. So I was literally buck ass naked, sitting or standing in pitch black, cold water. That's going like hundred miles an hour. This is not just a river. This is a gush. And it's up to my chin. I barely can keep my head above the water. And I was trying to reach and grab the rocks. And I could not get there because it was trying to pull me down. But I was holding on with my one big toe. I don't, the strongest toe in the world. I don't even care if anybody wants to challenge it. But so we get, I, I finally got a hold of the rock. And I climbed out of the water. And I turned around and I watched that truck. It, you, you could, it was a bright moon. It was a bright, bright full moon. And so you could watch the truck. You could see the glistening on the back of the tail end where the tail lights were as it floated out into the middle of the river. Now, mind you, I've got a date that's screaming her head off right next to me, freaking out, and I'm just watching this as this truck floats to the middle of the river. And then, like if there was a whirlpool, it starts swirling. And then all of a sudden, gone. It literally like did a performative dance to mock me. Situation is I'm standing on the beach. Nothing on, Very, very cold. Quite freaked out. I have somebody to console because obviously she's probably going to get in trouble. You know, with her driving and all. I don't want to bring that up again, but it's got to be accurate. So I go into kind of survival mode at that point. It was going to be about a mile hike to the nearest ranger station. I'm the I'm I'm a gentleman, you know. I may have been naked. I left my socks on. I'm not I'm not stupid. It's cold outside. So I was a gentleman, realizing we're walking through all these stickers, trying to get up the side of this hill to the top of the dam. I gave her my socks, and I gave her the blanket, Gross. and I gave her the blanket. And then we hiked and hiked.
0: I don't think I can wear your socks. I think I'd rather have stickers on my feet.
1: My socks are fucking awesome. Just leave my socks alone. So so we hiked to the top of the hill. It was going to be about a mile down the road to the ranger station, which nobody was going to be there, but there was a payphone, which we'd known. And But on the way there, we realized that the park, so one of the employees of the park who was kind of over everything, they have an on-site house. And she actually knew the family that lived there. And I actually worked with one of them. Uh, A couple years before that. So I actually knew who she was talking about. But how do you approach someone's house (laughs) at two in the morning, completely naked and ask for help? How do you do that? Is that, is that something that there's a handbook for? I didn't, I didn't know. So this was my plan. I was like, here, I know we're sharing a blanket. I know we're weird walking right now, trying not to be a teenage boy and think, Ooh, naked girl. Um, you know, while I'm walking, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you the blanket. I want you to go up to the door. She knows you, you do that. I will be a gentleman and I will hide in the sagebrush naked. And so she says, okay. So she does that. Unfortunately, they weren't home or fortunately. I kind of think it was fortunately because that would have been really hard to explain to just strangers. And so we we're like, okay, well that's that plan is didn't work. We'll have to go all the way to the ranger station. So we get almost there and realize there's a party of teenage kids. We didn't know them, but there was they were there drinking. And so obviously they're just in the parking lot drinking beers at the at the ranger station. You can't just walk up on them. What would that even look like? And so we get there and we realize we can't we can't approach the payphone. They will see us, you know, and this is just not something I want to have to really get out to the public because in my mind, I think nobody's ever going to know about this. And I, I feel like I did a good job, but, you know, it's not like I told to everybody. We waited there for an hour and a half just hiding in the sagebrush, their little blanket, shivering, Can't believe this is all happening. And finally, they leave. Then we sneak over real quick, use the payphone, and call her sister. I can hear the laughter on the phone. (laughs) I'm not even close to the phone, but I can hear the laughter. You, what? And I'm like, oh, this is going to go so bad. I was like, why did you call your sister? Your sister's going to tell your parents. Your parents are going to find out. Needless to say, they're probably going to notice their truck's missing somebody's probably going to notice it's in the bottom of the river right there. Um, but that, that part didn't go through my head. So I'm like, why did you call your sister? Get in trouble. And she's like, I didn't know anybody else to call. So, so her sister agrees to come out and get us, comes down, picks us up, laughs as little as she physically could because she was trying not to, but still was, uh, and drove us down to back down to where the truck was so that, One, so she could see where it happened and then just to just pick up anything that, you know, we had left over. So, you know, a few things washed up on shore. There was some clothing that didn't make it to beach. There was shoes. There was a spare tire. So we picked up all that stuff and put it in the car. She says, I'm just going to take you to my house. So just go back, get cleaned up, you know, whatever you got to do. Go to sleep, get some sleep and we'll deal with this tomorrow. So, okay. So we go back to her house. And on the way back, shock hits that I, what I had just been in, what happened to me, what the reality of everything just all of a sudden hit back and I was like, boom, zombie. And I was like, I, 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 I couldn't talk really. I didn't really realize what was really going on. And I ended up, they ended up putting me on the, like I go and lay on her couch and was just there shivering under a blanket and all this stuff. And who walks through the door? Oh, that would be mom. Mom's nurse. So... I'm going to have to take a look at him. And I'm like, what did you do? Because that's not mom I'm afraid of. So mom comes in, looks at me, she goes, you're in shock. You need to keep warm. And she was telling me what to do to take care of it. You know, she's asking what the heck happened. And we, Told them that it just rolled in on its own while we were off walking away, and I tried to save it by jumping in the water, and I went cold, and now I have shock. That was the story, and everybody bought it. That that was the best part about it is like I, I didn't even put anything into that thought, and and everybody just yes, that makes sense. Not to, well, why did it start rolling? Nobody asked that question, but you know. So she finds out that's what's kind of going on, and um, you know the next thing. I know as I'm starting to calm back down okay it's just mom the door slams open well, that's not mom that's dad mom had to hold dad back from physically beating me up because he thought I wrecked his car or dumped his truck in a lake true it did I wasn't driving I'm not taking I'm not taking the fall for this damn it anyway she physically restrained him, made him leave. I scared the living bejesus out of me um, because I really thought I was gonna get beat up by an old man. You know, the next day we go down there <laughs> and uh it's a nice clear sunny day and waters they'd shut off the spillway when they found out somebody had had an accident in there, which I never turned in, so I still don't know who did that. I'm sure it was the you know, one of the family Thank members, you. but uh you could see the glint of the windshield of the truck at the bottom of the river from the top of the dam, because it wasn't a real high dam. So you could see the truck. And there were just people everywhere. And there's no way to just be like, What happened here? You know, somebody's gotta be like, Why are you guys here? Because it was all these, you know, park rangers and you know, guys that are just looking. So we go back down to the beach. One, because my wallet, I was like, I wonder if my wallet came up on the beach. Well, yeah, I am not see my they wallet. Did. No, no. And you guys, for uh, expeditions down that river later, I was hoping you would find my wallet, but that was like a couple years after and it was kind of a stupid hope. Anyway. We actually did. <laughs> did you sell it? Yeah. <laughs> so we go down there and there's a sky fishing. And we're just kind of talking to ourselves, and she goes, "She's talking about how she, I'm, like, I'm so dead." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I you know. We're well. How do we even handle this?" And he just kind of overheard, and he goes, "You guys are the owners of that truck." So yeah, that was us. He goes, that's no, you I get to blame then." And I'm thinking to myself, "It's leaking oil or gas, and this guy's environmentally upset that Suck. we we are destroying this river." And I'm like, "This guy's gonna." Beat my ass! I, at some point this weekend, somebody is going to, some old man is going to beat my ass. I just know it. But he goes, that's really disappointing. I, yeah, we, it was scary. You know, just trying to get the sympathy vibe of it. And he goes, no, 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 no. So I've been out here fishing. I got the biggest fish out of this like I've ever seen hooked on my line. And I'm, I'm jumping for the season. I'm like, okay, well, where's the bad size? He went outside that truck and rolled up the window. You cost me a fish. And I'm like, this is no time for jokes, sir. I am traumatized and in shock. And that's still damn funny. So that is the reasoning that I am afraid of deep water because I literally felt like I was going to die. Yeah. I can't tell you. The part where I landed in the water and couldn't get up on the sea, I honestly thought I was dead. I thought I was gone. I was like... They're gonna find my naked body down the river, and this is gonna be so embarrassing. And it was literally the fear of embarrassment that saved my life. That's that's why I no. went and did the that's why I went and did the, the pod that had nothing to do with that other than it was dark.
0: So it, did it help? Yeah, I slept really good that night and the night after. I mean, like, can you go in deep dark water now? No. No. So it didn't help that. No. no.
1: Okay. So we uh, didn't achieve anything this week.
0: No, <laughs> we we didn't good work we just told <laughs> stupid stories
1: <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this folks i apologize
0: well it might get better i mean what are we doing next week
1: um i think we're going to be doing some healing what we're going to we gonna get some things fixed
0: yeah that's good cuz i need a lot of fixing i know but i'm not i'm not
1: going to judge you we all kind of need a little healing so join us next week we are going to explore a different side of healing how's
0: that sound sounds like an embarrassing funny time
1: is there any other way
0: nope see you everybody